0: The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gandhi and produced by Gia Moylan. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio.
1: Season two, episode two of the Radio Randomly Podcast. Thanks for taking the time to download and take a listen. I've still got a bunch of great chats lined up this season. Ryan John from 92.9. Jason Bodger from Hits on the Mid-North Coast. And Shad Wicker from Cairns, still to come on this season of the podcast. Today's episode's an interesting one. It's my former co-host, Bree Thomasell. We hosted radio together for about four years. We started out at Nova in Brisbane. She was working on the street team at the time. I was doing a bunch of different stuff. I'd just finished up with uh, Nova in Sydney and I'd moved up that way. And I was doing some stuff out of Nova, Brisbane. And I heard she was doing some demos, took a listen and thought maybe we can make something of this and get a show off the ground. We talk about that in the podcast today, how it all started with Bree and I. And then we moved to the Central Coast together to host Breakfast Monday to Friday. Uh, That's all coming up in this episode of the podcast. It's an interesting one because Bree and I are great mates, but we are like brother and sister. And like any brother and sister, you just, you have your differences from time to time and... Uh, The thing about Bree and I is that we we both stand for what we believe in, I guess, and sometimes you just don't back down. And I think that's what made for what I thought, anyway, a great radio show, is that we're both strong-minded, and I thought that made for great on-air content. Uh, Off the air, we're great mates. Uh, She's coming to my wedding later in the year, so we are 100% uh, really good friends. And we leave this podcast unedited, uh it's not one where we just sit here and compliment each other the whole time we actually talk about some of the harder times which we had hosting the show together as well which i think a lot of teams will be able to relate to It's not all roses when you're trapped inside a little studio together so it kind of becomes a bit of a therapy session i guess we really talk things out in this podcast and the reason we do it and the reason I haven't taken it out is because I think teams will be able to get something from it and go hey you know there's a team that I thought were the best as friends but behind the scenes they had stuff to work on uh, and that's why it's all in this chat so you can take a listen for yourself and it's a long one I thought I'd leave it as is and you know, if you get bored, you can switch it off, whatever. But if you're enjoying it, then, then keep listening. Now, Breed did go to New Zealand. She's at ZM doing the drive show now. She took over from Jason PJ, which is just a huge role. And, and I'm really proud of her for uh, taking that leap of faith and giving something a crack. And I truly think she's one of the best, not just females on radio, I just think she's just a great talent on radio. And I was lucky to, to end up with her and, and work with her. And I think we both gave each other value and hopefully, well, who knows, we might be able to work together at some point down the track. But here it is, season two, episode two of the Radio Randomly podcast with Bree Thomasell The Radio Randomly podcast, chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Brianna Thomasell.
0: This is so weird. Welcome
1: to the podcast.
0: Good to be here.
1: This is like being in a room with an ex-girlfriend.
0: One that you spent way too much time <laughs>
1: together. <laughs> I actually spent more time with you than my own fiance Jamie. So well,
0: we even lived together at one point.
1: We did. We I said did. that
0: to someone the other day, and they were really shocked, and they kind of were like, "You lived together?" And I was like, "Yeah, we lived together for over a year."
1: Well, that's kind of how the radio show started, and that's how we kind of sold it was that we were housemates, and it was like a, it was kind of like a radio Big Brother.
0: Do you remember what our tagline was?
1: Um, we live
0: together, we work together, but we're not not together
1: together. because everyone thought we were together because we were spending so much time together.
0: You were just using me for my apartment.
1: And (laughs) yes, there is an element of that. And what were you using me for?
0: Oh, I don't know to get on Bits air. And pieces,
1: yeah, <laughs> to get on air at the time. <laughs> and here we are. I think it was a pretty fair trade. Uh, yeah, no, that was good. But we should give a little bit of background, I guess, for anyone that doesn't know that we uh, we work together. So we were at Nova in Brisbane, and um, I was doing a couple of I was doing a weekend show or something with someone, and yeah,
0: you were living in Byron at the time, and you were coming down doing weekend shifts, and yeah. I was on the street team there and doing everything under the sun that I could. Um, and you ended up hearing you went into the system and you were listening behind our backs to some demos I was doing with another guy.
1: No, I walked into the studio and the brakes were left open. And <laughs> oh, then sure, and mate. then I went digging for more.
0: <laughs> sure. After you I, did. after
1: I had been enticed by what I had seen. But no, sure. I was I was trying to get something off the ground, kind of my own show mm-hmm. and cause I'd left Nova in Sydney at that point and was living in Byron Bay and like you said, doing some stuff in Brisbane. and
0: You're looking to do a show, something a bit bigger.
1: Yeah. And sort of, you know, the hardest part of doing a show is finding someone that you can work with and you were doing breaks with one of the other street team guys and I thought, oh, this actually, uh, it sounds pretty amateur, but I could probably oh. work with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, could... I was going to say, you heard it and you thought, this is my meal ticket no, I was like, this is pretty average, but I could get it <laughs> oh, way on, better mate. than this. Come I could on. actually get I this. I could polish this diamond. I could get this to the heights of New Zealand Drive. <laughs> you thought I could polish that turd if I needed to. I could do that. I could do that for a couple of years, let her leave me, go to New Zealand. <laughs> oh, come it's on, all, mate. It's all a part of my plan. Come but,
0: on, we'll get into that later. Yeah,
1: but no, but I heard, uh, I heard the breaks, and I thought, oh, maybe we'll see if we, can do some uh stuff together which we we did and then it took we us We worked
0: bloody hard mate. Yeah. We did. Do you remember those times we would go in every single week and we would record breaks like we were doing a show mm-hmm. and we did that for months.
1: Yeah, so this was when, uh, I don't think Nova Brisbane at the time, now they've got like regular weekend shows on, but there wasn't really yep. anything happening um, as such. And we said to Jay Walkerton, who helped us out big time, let's be Huge. honest.
0: Huge, massively. Shout out to
1: him. Yeah, we took the, uh, the idea to him and, and said, can we get on air? And I think we uh, came up with this idea to call it pop-up radio. And Mm -hmm. the idea was that the show could just pop up in any time slot. So I think we even... Even if
0: that was at 4am.
1: We said, let's be the warm-up show to the warm-up show of the (laughs) breakfast show. (laughs) And I think we finally, after months of doing demos and getting feedback and uh, finally got thrown on at 4am in the morning. But remember I had to do that nudie run to get on air.
0: Oh my God, mate. Yeah. It's still burnt on my retinas.
1: Jay said, if you do a nudie (laughs) run around the station... I'll put you guys on at 4am, and I grabbed a gnome. We had a gnome in the building for some reason. Uh, put it over and my beats.
0: Yeah, and, and you I, did the run.
1: And I did the run.
0: And you literally, after that, all the girls from sales came we out. Came. You had you were you were single at the time, and you had not <laughs> a bloody chance with one of them. <laughs>
1: well, that's what they were telling you behind the scenes. They were like, "Wow,
0: just instant message." That was a DMs. Big, that was a big gnome.
1: And (laughs) 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 so no, we did that. And then we finally got an air and we worked out that we, uh, could finally work our way into weekends maybe. And, um, I was kind of already on the books and, and getting paid and you were coming in for free uh, to do the show on Saturdays.
0: I came in for free yeah. for a long time, didn't I?
1: Which I will say, just so um, the company doesn't get in trouble, they backpaid you for eventually. They did. Yeah. They did. But I was happy. <laughs> that
0: was I knew that I wasn't getting paid and I yeah. was totally happy to do that. But yeah, they did end up backpaying me.
1: But sometimes that's what you got to do. A lot of people say to me, you know, how do they get into radio? And... Well, before you were doing that on the weekends, I'd done that myself and I was doing- not the first person to do it. Plenty of stuff for free. So sometimes you do have to give up a bit of your time. I mean, there is that fine line between um, doing it for free to get an opportunity and then just getting absolutely stitched up.
0: Mm, Getting taken for a ride.
1: Exactly. So (laughs) you need to work out where that line is, but- I
0: mean, six years, probably (laughs) getting taken for a ride. You're
1: still doing it. You're at New Zealand just waiting for a paycheck.
0: No, they're paying me in kiwi <laughs> fruits and sheep. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I'm selling off the sheep on the side, fair making deal. a bit of money. Yeah, fair it's deal. Not too bad.
1: <laughs> It'll come eventually, mate. No you know, no hopefully, worry. hopefully. And then, so what happened from there? What and happened then, from the weekend shows? Oh
0: God, how long were we on there for weekends? Almost we were on two years, and we were doing fill
1: ins for Ash and Lutzi on the weekends. Yep. And uh, so on uh, for breakfast for their breakfast show. Yeah. Um, and then I think eventually we got to a point where we wanted to take it Monday to Friday. Uh, We just thought people would absolutely come knocking from every radio station because we thought we were killing (laughs) it. That didn't quite happen straight away. No
0: offers for a long time.
1: No, but then uh, the Central Coast came along.
0: Yep. And then you ended up getting offered the gig and they only needed you at one point because the guy had left, Byron. Byron
1: Cook. That's right
0: great guy. He'd left and they needed to replace him and you got the call up and I said, mate, you got to go. Yeah. It's perfect. Your sister lives there. It's awesome opportunity. Well, we
1: always discuss that uh, it'd be great to do something together, but at the end of the day, you've kind of got to Do what's best for you at the end of the day. So, and and we'll get to that with the New Zealand stuff coming up as well. (laughs) We will, but yeah, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. So that came up, and uh, we were staring at another third year of doing bits and pieces. And Mm -hmm. uh, my sister live on the lives on the central coast. So I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity for me, and um, you know, they were begging me to come here. So, um, oh come on, mate. Anyway, they locked you in, yeah.
0: I was um I was so happy for you and so yeah. proud of you. You deserved it massively. And I remember, but I was also devastated. Yeah. Like I was absolutely gutted because mm. at that point I was like, what do I do now? I don't want to be stuck in Brisbane doing bits and pieces, street team, cleaning bloody bathrooms the rest of my life.
1: You got offered a couple of other little opportunities though.
0: Yeah, I did. I got offered a few bits and pieces, but to be honest, where I wanted to be was with you on the Central yeah. Coast doing a show Monday to Friday. That's, and I, I I don't think I ever really said that to you, but that's a hundred percent where I really want it to be. Well,
1: I think that's what we both wanted. Yeah. I an ideal world. Yeah. Um, but then Christy Mercer was staying on the coast and. Part of the Thinker Girls. Thinker Girls. Yeah. And I sort of, I got the job with Christy and then I get a phone call saying Christy's uh, gone. Her and Stace were doing a show together got the at, call up. at Kiss and I was like, oh, okay, well, great. Um, I used to host this show with Bree. How about we make that work? And they said, yeah, that's a great idea. But at the same time, we're now going to look at all shows. And I and said, you what? were
0: back off, back off the cards. I was, right? like, what you,
1: like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm good to go. Like I've got the job. Right. And they said, yeah, but we're now looking at all shows as a possibility. We might put a whole fresh show in there.
0: Which I was oh, devastated God. for you. And you kind of said to me, we need to put like, we needed, we actually auditioned then you and I. Yeah, As so we said. Deal. Yeah,
1: we said, let's get in the studio. Let's show them we can uh, do this thing together. And uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of persisting. And uh, it came down to us and another show I won't name because...
0: We both know who it was. We
1: both know who they are. And they're doing yeah. great things now too. They're
0: doing awesome stuff now. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Good I think they too. know. They
1: know. I chatted to them about it at the Yacharist. They do know. I don't think they'd care if I said it. it came down... They, Ned and Josh. Oh, you're
0: going to say. Oh, you've said it.
1: Ned and Josh were in WA at the time. Yep. Uh, doing the breakfast show. There. No, they weren't actually. They weren't in WA yet. They were doing nights on the Gold Coast.
0: Is that where they still were? Oh, that's right. They ended up going to WA.
1: Yeah. And the company really liked those guys. And so they were back on the cards. And they know this because I've chatted to them at the Acris. They're great. Um, and eventually we got the job and then they got the job in WA, which I think that worked out pretty So we all won. Fairly. And uh, considering I had the job already, basically, I think that was a fair uh, compromise. And now they're in Canberra. So um, they're doing great. Uh, But yeah, so then we worked here together on the Central Coast for the next two Two years.
0: years. But then we also, you need to mention as well, we did the first year where we did Monday to Friday in Gosford. Uh, And then we also did the weekend national uh, regional breakfast show. Uh, the second year around the country yeah. on a Saturday.
1: So Mickey, who uh, I've had on the podcast, Mickey Marr, Head of Regional Content. Great, for... great chat.
0: Listen to it, mate, on the way Thank down you. here.
1: Thank you. one of my best. <laughs> uh, I have had a lot of good feedback from that, actually, so I appreciate everyone getting back to me on that. Mickey was really great and open. But uh, I, I talked about this on the podcast, how... Being persistent, remember we said mm-hmm. we, we really like it here. We're an hour from Sydney, yep. uh, things are going really well, but we don't want to just be here forgotten and we want any opportunity we can get. So we're willing um, to
0: do the work, give us the opportunity.
1: Yeah. We planted that seed with Mickey. We started sending him a few breaks that we liked and mm-hmm. he liked what he heard and, and got we back to for us. Weeks. Yeah.
0: We sent him breaks for weeks and weeks, nearly a whole year, I'd say.
1: Yeah, and sort of uh, kind of helped create that opportunity. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he put us on the Saturday. So we were then working six days a week, which it was a great opportunity, but it, it gets you after. You know, you, f- you finish on a Saturday, you've got the Sunday to kind of unwind, and then mm-hmm. Monday morning, 4 a.m., the alarm goes off and you're back.
0: Let's be real, it was a tough slog. Yeah. It was hard at times and six days a week, breakfast radio, where we were doing, I think we did majority of those Saturdays live. I mean, there were certain points where, you know, you had a wedding or I had a wedding or whatever, you, you know, we had to do. But at the end of that year, I was spent. I was yeah. so spent. And it was, but when we were in there on a Saturday, holy shit, it was fun.
1: Yeah, it was awesome because Such a good time. you had all these extra markets, you know, and you could throw out a phone topic and get all these crazy calls that you just wouldn't get uh, Monday to Friday. and I so- had
0: people where I grew up in Stanthorpe. Yeah. I mean, our show was being played in my local town and yeah. I had people messaging me like that was surreal for me. Such a cool opportunity.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like going to the gym. You hate going to do it, but <laughs> once you're there, you know, it's good for you. Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? Like yeah. So once we were there, we we're like, this is awesome. And we had a great time and got some uh, really good feedback on it. But even then I was thinking... I don't, can I do six days a week for how long? Do you know That's what I mean? The thing. I love the gig and we're lucky to do what we do because we've chosen this as a career and I appreciate every day, but six days, um, I feel bad even whinging about, not whinging, I feel bad even um, saying it was hard. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And so yeah. do I, because it was such an amazing opportunity. But at the end of the day, it came down to oh, your mental health. Like yeah. I, I needed that rest. Like there was times where I was like, I don't. I can't keep going. I just need I was so exhausted some days. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes you need to make the call. Is it, you know, quality over the quantity? Yeah. Where, you know, you want all these opportunities but then and doing it for a year, great. And but then you just have to make the call eventually, I guess.
1: Yeah. And look, uh, you know, anyone that thinks that, you know, we have known each other for a while and we really get along. But anyone who does these hours and the days mm-hmm. that we were doing they you'll know that Uh, It can put you in a position where you're not feeling right or great or in the best mood. And we had some tough times as well as the good times. I don't think people really saw the tough times that you have to go through. Everyone just heard us on air having a great time, but off the air, there was some, there were some tough times.
0: You and I have been through it all, mate. We, um, we're like brother and sister. And I'll say this to anyone, if they ask me how to describe our relationship, And for the good part of our career, the first part of our time together, you and I were like brother and sister Mm. fighting, uh, for not even fighting each other, but we were just fighting to be on top the whole time. You're very competitive. hundred percent. I'm so competitive. And I think a real turning point, I don't know if you'll agree with uh, me on this, but a real turning point for us, I believe was at the end of 2016, and we were at breaking point. We've had, we had a tough year. It was our first full-time year together on radio. And we had this phone call. We were number we're, one though. Just so. We were, yeah, we were yeah, number yeah, one. Major. And we had this, <laughs> we had this phone call and we'd just been on radio. I think it was on a Friday and you called me and you're like, we need to do something about this because we're going to kill each other. Well. Do you remember that phone call? Yeah, I
1: do because it'd been going for a while and there was days where I felt Uh, you just weren't talking to me for no apparent reason. And I, I'd come in morning, uh, wouldn't get much. Yeah. I'm not saying it was all you, but I'm just saying from my perspective, I'm like, okay, I'm not getting much out of Brie here. Um, and I couldn't work out why I was like, what's up? Have I done something wrong? I didn't even know if I'd done something wrong. I think might've just been the. I
0: think it was, I think it was, there'd be little things that I would let go and I wouldn't say. And then I, it was my own my own self, letting myself stew on it. Right. And I should have just said it to you. Cause you and I had a pretty good relationship where we did talk about a lot of stuff. Like uh, there's stuff that, you know, that I've never told anyone else. And I, I think the same, like, I remember sitting at a cafe once and I was one of the first people that you told you were going to propose to your fiance, Jamie, Yeah, like stuff like that. We had a good relationship in terms like that, but I, I think it was a learning curve for me to how much work you need to put into the relationship with your co-host. And even now, eight months later where we haven't been working with each other, that's something that's super important to me. And I've realized how important it is. Yeah. And just talking to each other, you know?
1: Yeah. I also think you need to look after yourself as well. I do a lot of, um, Uh, meditation and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, which I think I mentioned to you a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I've got an app called Headspace, which I listen to because, well, because this job, I mean, it's not physically draining, but it's very mentally draining. You're always thinking at a bit of a higher level. You know, you're thinking about what you're saying on air, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking about what's coming up. You're thinking about what your co-host is doing, what you've got to do, um, you know, what you have just done that you might've thought you can do better. You know, there's all these, multi layers of thinking going on for a, Mm -hmm. a, uh, a condensed period of time. And I think you're going to look after your own mental health. So I try and do a lot of, uh, yeah, meditating, seeing things, and it's all down to how you react to certain situations. You know, bad Mm -hmm. things can happen to you or what you perceive to be bad things, but it's also how you, uh, tackle those within your own mind. Do you, you know, do you go down that road and start, pursuing it in your own mind or do you just take it for face value and go that's something that I don't need to worry about I'll either deal with that later it's out of my control do you you know where I'm coming from 100%
0: and I think one of the biggest things and I think I learned this from you and just from doing full-time breakfast radio as well is that and I think you might have said this to me at one point and I used to use it a lot with you like there'd be stuff that would really annoy me that you would do and the only person it would affect in the end was me because yeah. I'd get annoyed. And then you weren't, you weren't worried about it. You didn't even know what was going on. And I'd, I'd let it affect me. And then eventually I was like, just let it go. Cause the only person that's suffering for this is you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just let it go. It doesn't matter in the bigger picture of things. It didn't matter.
1: But then you bottle it up and then you end up having a bit of uh, resentment. What, what stuff was I doing to annoy you?
0: You know, this is not, you didn't do all that much to annoy me. And I think it's so hard because when I have a lot of good memories from my time with you.
1: I have more and good when, than bad. Oh, same I don't, here. I don't want anyone to listen to this and think, oh man. Oh they shit, were, they had no. a rough time. <laughs> no, but I think any team goes through it. Unless yeah, you're Hamish and so. Andy, those two just seem to be the bestest mates in the whole wide world.
0: I think I call BS on that. Uh, yeah?
1: You think there's beef behind the scenes?
0: Nah, I don't reckon. You know, <laughs> the, do you agree the turning point for you and I, and you might not agree which we, you and I didn't agree on everything Um, was when we had that conversation where I remember I sat in my car for about two hours and we talked on the phone and I said, I just want to work together as a team and mm. it's our show. It's not your show. It's not my show. It's our show. And then from then on, we started to really hit our stride, especially in terms of our content where we would we would do a lot of stuff together and we would bring it together, even though we used to do stuff where we didn't tell each other about it. But we used to do, especially a lot of our benchmarks and stuff like that, which we brought together. Do you remember that or you don't agree? Uh,
1: no, I do. I do kind of remember that. I'm just trying to pick in the over the four years where when that was.
0: That was at the end of 2016. Uh, okay. So there's still think. a year
1: off the back yes. of that. Yes. Okay. I think. Okay.
0: You don't agree. (laughs) I
1: don't don't agree. It's not that I don't agree. I just don't quite remember that that part of it. I don't remember. Yeah. Because I I feel like we had that conversation a lot, not just that one time. Yeah. That's how I perceived it anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think the turning point was before we went to the Central Coast and we went to couples counselling.
0: Oh, shit. That was a moment too. We did, we, did that that? For a, we did that for a piece of on-air content yeah. and we actually got a lot out of it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because I used <laughs> a good. lot of that over the next two years.
0: Yeah, um, I agree.
1: Little pieces of that. So I guess it all comes down to everyone's different. You're not like me. I'm not like you. And that's probably yeah. what made for, for good on, on-air stuff. And when you're locked in a room together every morning, uh, while you're friends, you need to understand that uh, the other person... Uh, outside of the workplace might even be going through some stuff that you don't understand. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. So there's that element of it as well. And I was always just kind of trying to separate the two, which isn't always easy. It's not mm-hmm. always easy to do. Mm-hmm. So Yeah,
0: for sure. I totally see what you're saying. And I mm. think um, it's interesting that we're talking about this on Are You Okay Day. Um, oh, yes, we are too. You know, because everyone goes through their stuff. And just because you're on the radio doesn't mean, you know, you're not.
1: Did you go through some tough times? Tougher than maybe I even knew?
0: hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I think the toughest probably time and the toughest thing for me was when I moved to the central coast and I didn't really want, I didn't want to make you feel bad or bring you into it. Cause it wasn't, cause I was alone. Like, let's be real. I'd moved away from my family, my friends, and I felt really alone. See, but I, I,
1: I'd done that in radio already. I lived in Esperance away from home. I lived in Melbourne away from home, Sydney away from home. Brisbane was away from home for me. So I kind of, I don't know. I've been one of those people that I'm happy anywhere I go. So I, you know, I I do what I can to make friends. So when someone says that they're, um, they're finding it tough, I get Mm -hmm. it, but I, I also don't Truly get you're
0: it. Because you're not really like that. I'm not
1: like that. i you're ha- different. I can sit home, honestly. I could leave work on a Friday, see no one until Monday, and I'll be so happy. Like, that <laughs> is... Uh, that
0: That's <laughs> easy to say, mate, when you've got a cute dog and a hot fiancé at home all the no, time. No, but I'm saying that prior <laughs> to that,
1: I'm, I'm happy in my own company.
0: Yeah. I'm someone yeah. who's happy.
1: I'm happy in my own company. And you know. I think
0: I am to a certain extent, but it was just the realization of I didn't have that support network like I'd had yeah. for the last ten years in Brisbane. Yeah, I couldn't where your just home drive. Is. Home. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't just drive home to my parents if I really needed to, or you know. So that that's tough. But I think. Do you think it's different
1: for ex- guys and girls?
0: Ooh. I think it's different person to person. Yeah. Okay. I think because every personality is different and everyone deals with things differently. Mm-hmm. So some people just really thrive and other people, it takes a bit longer, I think.
1: So you found it tough?
0: I found it tough when we first moved. Yeah. Cause I, ha- I didn't know anyone and I didn't have a support and it was really hard for me cause I was loving being on air, doing full-time radio, absolutely just loving it. And it was like, this is where I'm meant to be. And I absolutely adore this. But then my home life, I was like, shit, this is hard.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. And outside of just sort of uh, the the loneliness of it all, was there anything, you know, going on? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like anything contributing to that?
0: God, I'm trying to remember back now. I, I, I think you and I and something you and I have talked about a lot and anyone who really knows me is that I've struggled a lot uh, with really accepting me for who I am and me as a person. Cause I mean, obviously people who really know me know that I've dated, I've dated females, I've dated males. And that's something that I was really trying to navigate on and off the air. And that's still, and I think at this point in my life right now, I can really say I've never been more comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. And I think even on the air right now over in New Zealand, I'm, I'm finding that I'm just starting to really, I guess hit my stride really on the air because I've always held that part of myself back. And I think that's really kind of hindered me in a way. But it's also let me develop the other parts of my um, broadcasting that I wanted to. So I guess it's, you know, you win some, you lose some.
1: Yeah, because when we lived together in Brisbane, um, I knew that about you, you know. For a long time. Yeah, exactly. And I never
0: hid anything from you.
1: No, no. And you didn't hide anything from really anyone uh, around the place that you were going out with uh, a girl. And and so when we moved to the Central Coast, you didn't verbalize that on air. And I'm not someone who's going to just you know yes um, I back you or whatever you want to do whatever you're you were always with. super supportive yeah yeah and so I think that might have led to some bottled up um, kind sure. of things because if you're not co- comfortable uh with who you are and, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason that might be um, I I think you should be um but you know I, I definitely think that leads to feelings of uh um, maybe internally not feeling true to yourself
0: yeah so yeah. that's and got
1: I, I, I could sense that from you
0: Yeah, and between you and I, there was I had discussions where I wanted to be open on the air. Yeah, and I didn't necessarily get the support that I probably wanted to hear at the time. From who? I don't want to name names. Not from me. Not from you. Not from you. Not from you. Yeah. Um, people outside of our show. um, Okay. What you said to them?
1: I want to jump on air and say.
0: I didn't say that per se, but I was like, you know, I want to share, start to, you know, share these pieces of my life and kind of thing, and I didn't really get the, the go ahead as per se at the time, right which I feel like, yeah, that kind of really put a handbrake on a few parts of, um, a few parts that I was trying to, yeah, develop in terms of like my on-air stuff.
1: Cause I thought maybe once you say something to the listener... For mm. such a long period of time, mm. uh, twelve months or whatever it might be, and then you decide, hey, now I'm 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 going to be open about this part of my life. Yeah, there creeps in that element of oh, uh, I've kind of lied to them in a roundabout way, and that's right. going to be the biggest shock to right. them. Do you do you? Is that what you thought? Is that if yeah, you eventually they, jumped on, they go what? Yeah, I
0: never. But you, and you might think differently. I never lied to the listener per se. I just never shared that part of my life on the air.
1: No, but you always, you're, uh, like for example, uh, say you're going out with a girl, you got a girlfriend, yeah. uh, but then you're on air saying this guy's hot. I find that guy hot.
0: But that's, that's really tricky though, because I've also in that time that I was on the central coast with you, I was had dated guys as well. Mm. And I still have to this day, I hooked up with a guy, you know, in the last however long, like, yep. so it's really hard to differentiate, like differentiate. And put me in a box. I'm not someone. So when I say a guy's hot, I mean that I'm not lying and I'm not, but I get what you're saying in the sense of I'd probably lean on that a little bit more, Yeah. but I was never lying. And that's the real part that I've really struggled with is that, if I end up saying, oh, I'm dating a girl, then people are going to think that's me and that's it. You know what I mean? Which it's not.
1: So how have you found that with, uh, cause I, I, I worked that out about you pretty quickly cause we live together and you you yeah. learn that stuff pretty quickly. How do you find when you do talk to people about it? What's the response from people?
0: Oh, that's hard. Especially I like we're getting across... deep
1: on the podcast now, by yeah, the way. Aren't we? Yeah, aren't we? They... And
0: you and I have never really got this. De- oh, no. We've talked about stuff like this. Oh, off air, but never, off air.
1: never on the air. I mean, no. this would have been a great conversation to have on the air. On the air. Um, and I think,
0: I think last year when the whole marriage equality debate was happening, mm. I... I mean, that was a big moment in my life, and I couldn't really delve into it as much as what I wanted to when it was happening, and I did feel like at the time as well, there was people around that were kind of like, you need to be neutral, and you need to be this, and I get where they were coming from, because obviously, I wasn't a personality that was completely, you know, whatever out on the air, but that was a big moment in my life where I was kind of like, I want to be that person on the air and I feel like I want to represent people on the air um, because that's what I'm meant to do and I've kind of come into that now especially even on the air over in New Zealand I don't hide parts of my life like that but I'm very supported behind the scenes in terms of that.
1: But I also said to you when you left I said this is your opportunity now to uh, start, start fresh, fresh with all that yeah. stuff and don't even announce it. It's not even like, "Hey, this this is an announcement." It's just, "This is me." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. was I was actually worried you were gonna go to New Zealand and uh, do something similar that you did here. Which,
0: I don't know how much of um, because we've only been on the air for a couple of months. Yep. Um, and I don't know how much you've listened to, but. It's definitely not like that anymore.
1: Right. So you'll get Um, on air and say, that girl's hot or I'd go out with her or, you know, you verbalize that side of it?
0: I mean, I, to be honest, we called one of my ex's dads on the air the other day and I didn't hide the fact that it was a female. Okay. And stuff like that. More, More to the fact of, yeah, I won't hide... Bits and pieces that are true. I mean, yeah, I'll say that girls are hot, or you know, there was a song that came out um a couple of months ago with a few girls on it, and they were talking about. I can't even remember, but yeah, no, I won't. It's totally different, and I think that's a big credit to my PD over in New Zealand, Ross. Yep. Who he loves the fact that you know that's my life, and he the station is very. equality forward and they they love the fact that you know they support all stuff like that and they really want me to share all that on the air but he also said if you don't feel comfortable then you don't have to
1: New Zealand is in general aren't they oh,
0: it's it's interesting New Zealand definitely I think is uh, ahead of Australia in terms of acceptance and stuff like that but I mean we had a case on the air it was probably a month ago where there was this story that came out of um, a country town where a bakery denied a lesbian couple uh, making them a wedding cake because they didn't agree with the wedding anyway we um we got on air and we had our say about it, and I pretty much said, you know that's not. Religion, that's you discriminating against a person. it's different and we kind of stood up for you know obviously that couple and we ended up getting a few formal complaints about it. but our boss said to us he goes if those the compl- if those are the complaints we're getting I'm happy to get those complaints any day of the week. So well
1: that's good to be back and I, yeah. I see you guys are gonna do the bisexual. did I say yes. that right? Yes, yeah. so yeah. that's
0: a that's um, something that an idea that I've had for a long time and I think we did it on our show years ago. Um, you might not remember. What did it was we do? Back, it was back when we were at Nova and I ended up doing like a parody kind of um, yeah, promo piece. Yeah, I remember that. Piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for the bisexual, the bisexual bachelor. Yeah. And I had th- that idea years and years ago and I thought, you know, this is my time to do something a bit different. And it's not about doing something edgy or doing something that's going to, you know, get people talking. It's about changing the conversation and making it, more normal for people who might listen to us every day and putting it into people's cars and homes and thinking, okay, this is just someone dating people. Like it's normal. So, and someone was like, to me the other day, they said, you know, you're doing it just to get ratings. And I'm like, you know what? If you knew me as a person, I'm doing it for the complete opposite. I'm doing it because I have a platform where I can maybe change the mind of a few people who might look at something in a certain way and look at it as something totally ridiculous. And you know what? I watched an episode of the bachelor last night here in Australia And it really annoyed me to see that there was a girl on there and they promoted it through the whole episode saying that she was going to drop this huge bombshell and it was a big thing from her past. And I was thinking that she maybe, I don't know, had an affair or she had a child or something. It it ended up being that she dated a couple of girls.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I saw your tweet about it actually. Yeah.
0: And I just thought, you know what? That's something that, you know, Channel 10, I just think wrong from them i just think they should have taken the high road and not made a massive deal out of it because guess what sexuality isn't a bombshell yep. it shouldn't be this big deal that you have to tell people about it should be something that you know people accept you and if you want to tell people then you tell people and if you don't want to tell people then live your life and it doesn't matter
1: yeah well i 100 uh, percent agree with you on that and mm. i think that's gonna be a great segment i actually uh saw you tweet about it and i was like ah damn should have done that. Should have jumped onto yeah, it. Yeah, should have done that. But it's, it's all its all right place, right time. And you're yeah. um, in a position to do that and you're passionate about it. So yeah, that's And I where agree,
0: maybe the market that we used to be in, in Gosford, maybe not the right market. Yeah. But I mean, New Zealand um, on a national scale, you know, there's going to be people that obviously don't like it and markets that probably are bit like, oh, whatever. But I think it's the right time, right place, I think.
1: And are you single at the moment?
0: I'm single at the moment.
1: Hey, a few opportunities for you there too, eh?
0: <laughs> hey, we've talked about that uh, in meetings, saying, yeah. "What if there's a twist and you hook up with them?" And I'm like, "Well, we'll why see. don't you
1: be the bisexualer?"
0: Oh, I don't know if I want to do that you on to national the, radio. You're mm. gonna be the host. Yeah, I you, think I want to be the host. You'll
1: just take whoever's left over
0: uh, <laughs> behind the scenes, yes, Yeah, after mm. the
1: competition's run. Yeah. Now look, well, I've only really seen you with girlfriends. Um yeah. Although I do know that you. Uh, kissed that dude at the Christmas party that time um, after he kissed someone else and spewed in the bathroom.
0: Okay, why do we always have to bring <laughs> up this conversation? I actually saw Chase literally oh, a couple of days ago. It throw was Chase so bizarre.
1: Oh, good yeah. old Chase. He was oh, one of the great... He was one of. He'll go down as the all-time great... Street teamer in radio history.
0: <laughs> mate, he was hot. That's all that matters. He was
1: cut out for it. That's for sure. Kissing girls, spilling <laughs> yeah, in the bathroom. kiss all right, mate. Kissing brie. It's all he good. He had
0: charisma. He, he had did. Charisma. He
1: did. Hey, uh, so uh, the New Zealand move uh, yes. to ZM. How did all that come about? I mean, I was kind of in the mix and you had just signed another deal to, to stay on. Like literally just put pen to paper. So yeah. uh, all I kind of... No, I'm, look, we did a thing on their show. So Jason PJ were there prior, right? And we, yeah. we jumped on their show on their uh, marathon,
0: 43 hour marathon, because yeah.
1: you were a, a fan of their, their show. So teed that up and we went on the marathon and, um, all of a sudden, uh, next thing you know, you're there. Um, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but what, what kind of happened?
0: God, that was a rough time. Oh, and if people are listening, when so I hadn't signed um at SCA at the time before I'd before I'd got this offer Mm. from ZM. Um I literally was in the process of signing with SCA and I get this email this one day and it's kind of come out of nowhere for me. Like nowhere did I ever go looking. I was happy where I was. I was absolutely loving uh doing the show with you and I mean, we got offered an amazing opportunity to stay on with SCA and I loved working for SCA. Um, So it was a real kind of, I I felt like it was a real moral dilemma for me because I was being pulled in every direction. And at the time, I probably listened to a few people who were telling me to do certain things. And I mean, I haven't been in radio for 10 years like you. I've been, you know, bounced around a little bit and I, I got, I kind of got advice from people who I thought I could trust. And now I realise that, you know, I probably shouldn't have listened to them and I should have trusted my gut at the time.
1: So what was the, what were they saying? And what was the gut saying?
0: So I had people in my ear saying, just sign, just sign the contract with SCA. And then if you decide to leave, it'll be fine. This is me being so real with you. And yeah. you probably would not already know this. Um, And I'm not going to name names, but I got kind of told, you know, sign and it'll be fine. And I kind of trusted those people uh, or person. And I ended up later on obviously deciding to go to New Zealand. And I got painted in a really, really bad light from that because, you know, I kind of trusted people and then ended up having to look like a real dick pretty much. Um, Because I needed to trust my gut. And in the end, it was telling me to go to New Zealand. So that kind of happened a couple of months later after that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, but that is a learning curve not to sign a deal. 100%. uh, Yeah. And I
0: will never do that again, obviously. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, But, I mean, we chatted about it and I said to you, I think if you don't go, um, it's going to be one of those things where you just wonder what if the whole time. Yeah. You know, you could stay and it's great. And I think we'll go on and do amazing things. I, I truly do. But at the same time, uh, you know, you don't want to be seeing who else gets that job. And then all of a sudden you're just going, oh, that could have been me. Or what if I'd done that? And then you start to resent um, And I guess that staying. comes down
0: to personality and being comfortable with the decision you made. And I think... It could go both ways, you know, I could have made that decision. And I mean, we'll get into that in a sec. I could be in New Zealand right now, absolutely regretting every second of it, you know, but I think at the end of the day, when you make a decision, you d- you need to think no matter what decision it was, it has to be the right one because you in the, in that time made that decision. So yeah, you need to be comfortable either way.
1: Yeah, but even radio aside, uh, I think when you're, you've got an opportunity to go see somewhere new for, mm. I don't know, what, a couple of years at the at least if you don't like it. You know, if you yeah. don't like it, you're yeah. there for one or two years and you can uh, look at doing something else. But, you know, when you, you get a life opportunity like that, then, mm. you know, you go for it. And it goes back to that thing that we were talking about when I got the job on the, the coast and you were kind of left in Brisbane, and we constantly discuss this. Was that you've got to pick what's right for you. You've got to yeah. you got to you got to sleep with your decisions. You got to live with your decisions, and you have got to be happy with uh, at the end of the day what's right for you, not someone else. So exactly, yeah. yeah I think uh, I think I
0: need to ask you though because I've heard you on this podcast. I I remember listening to the podcast. Someone messaged me and said you need to listen to gondy's random. Uh, radio podcast with Simon Bags. Cause you guys kind of delve into it a little bit. Yeah. I think you hold back sometimes. I want to know from you, yeah. how did you really feel? And not all this covered bullshit. I want to just know, and I know that you, you will say, oh, you know, you were happy for me and people got to make their own decisions. I want to know from you on a personal level when I eventually decided to leave, how did that actually make you feel?
1: I thought we needed a break.
0: Right, cool. So it was, in the end, it was good for both of us.
1: I Look, I I, I, I honestly think, uh, truly, yeah. we were onto something great. And the more we worked on it, I think, uh, who knows what happens down the track. We could end up yeah. back together and, and, and do some great stuff. But I felt like we, uh, I don't know, I just felt like, we need, maybe needed a break to get a bit of perspective. Do you know what I mean? So totally.
0: And it's like, I guess you could like liken it to a relationship. You know, sometimes when you break up, you end up realizing how good something was. And yeah. then when you get back together, all those kind of issues and problems are gone because you've had that perspective.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, I've worked on other shows, um, around the place, you know, with, uh, uh F- Fitz and Whipper, and Kay, you know, I've worked <laughs> on all these other shows and, uh, for you and I, I was kind of the first one you'd ever host yes. radio with, right? So you yeah. didn't really know yeah. um, what it was. You had nothing to compare it to, whether it was yeah. good or bad. You just sort of took it for what it is. So I just thought maybe if we, if you did take the job mm-hmm. and we did get that break, then maybe you might go, oh, you, you might go to New Zealand and go, this is awesome. Gondi was a dickhead. I'm so glad <laughs> I'm gone. Or you might go, actually, uh, I I now see the good sides of that and, you know um you see it in a different light i guess
0: yeah cuz i mean something that you you always used to say to me and i don't know if you still feel like this is that the hardest part about radio and doing a show is finding someone that you have that chemistry with on air yeah and that true chemistry where it's easy and it's not forced. And I think in terms of, did we have that on the air? We had it in spades. We had it for days and it just came naturally. We never had to work on that ever. We had to work on other parts of our relationship and stuff off the air. But in terms of our chemistry on the air, um, I think, yeah, that was our biggest strength.
1: Yeah. No. And look, in in saying, when I say, I think we needed a break, I mean, Mm. that's that was probably my overwhelming feeling is that, you yeah. know, this might not necessarily be such a bad thing. You're yeah. presented with a great opportunity. Do I think it's something you should do? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. If it was me, would I do it? And I was in your position, you know, mm-hmm. if I was, um, you know, I've got ties here. I've got my sister. I got my, I bought a if house. If you were single,
0: 28. Yeah. You go and, and, I, and
1: I had the same similar experience to you. If I weighed up all the things that you had and I was looking at that New Zealand thing, would I go? Yeah. I would yeah. have gone. So mm-hmm. I thought that's you've. I, that's why I said you've got to do it. So that for one, it was the best opportunity for you.
0: I, t- I get what you're saying now when you say, and you're you're someone who's such an, a glass half full type of bloke though. That is you down to a T. Yeah, and you're someone who you kind of cruise through life, and I think it's because you have that kind of outlook. Like you always kind of a glass half full kind of guy. yeah. And that's something that, you know what, I think was really good for me because I'm probably not necessarily as much like that. And I think I used to, try and I think I got better as we did the show for longer to try and take a lot of the stuff you would say about certain things and try and look at it in a positive light so I get what you're saying yeah
1: yeah and I guess that's maybe why we clashed every now and then because it'd be like you know what let's just forget that thing and let's do this yeah um but you know look I think you going to New Zealand is was I think was the best opportunity for you for the next mm. couple of years, for life experience, for radio experience, meeting different people in radio, getting to work with someone else. So you've got something to compare it to rather than just being with me the whole time. And if you didn't and take that. I think that- also
0: Gaundy finding myself fully on air yeah. and being comfortable with myself fully on air. Cause I think I have so much more to give and I'm only just at the beginning of that. Mm. And I think that's something that I'm, um, I'm really started to get like really starting because it used to really scare me, but I'm starting to really now get excited about that part and my role um, on the air in terms of, you know the opportunity and the platform that I have, so that's something that it's it's changed a lot for me in terms of how I see it.
1: Yeah, but look, even though I've got more years' experience doing mm. it, for me, as far as being, I've worked behind the scenes on a lot of great shows and I've learned a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's also this has kind of been an opportunity for me to run the show Monday yes. to Friday. So. Yes. I'm, I'm getting that learning curve as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not on here saying I'm some sort of expert by any means. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent still learning as much as, as yeah. anyone. So I'm still finding my feet in that regard as well. So yeah. Yeah. It, for for that element. So,
0: well, it was putting you outside your comfort zone again, where, you know, you yeah. just kind of relearn everything and rejig how you were doing things. Right.
1: Yeah. And but I think the thing that annoyed, not annoyed me, but the, oh, you can say annoyed. The thing that, That's fine. The thing that I look at that is that I know how hard it is to find someone good to work on air with, right? Uh, mm-hmm. For anything that happens off the air, whatever. But to to find someone that you just you get it on air with, it's it's hard, it's so hard to find. I think that's right. why the Husey and Kates have stuck together so long. And The
0: Kyle and yeah,
1: you, you know what I mean? Because they go, once they get on air and, and it's it's easy, mm-hmm. uh, it feels easy anyway to be on air, they go, oh, we need to hold on to this. Yeah. So that was the only part for me that went, oh, shit, now I've got to start that all over again. Um, so I was like, right. you know, I, I thought that part of it was... Was great, and I when we were on air, it was it was awesome. When we we're off air, it was good too. Like people yeah. are probably listening to this going, "Fuck, they hated each other."
0: Jesus, they really wanted we to didn't. kick each other, and we didn't. We're just hate being each
1: other. real, and we're just And this being, is
0: this is being fully real yeah. and honest, which I don't think a lot of people are about. No. You know, their relationship off the air a lot of the time. So I'm glad we're doing this because it's something where I think a lot of people will probably they'll get it, they'll get it, and they'll yeah. listen to it and they'll go, "We know it's yeah. not easy, no. it's hard," and I'll, let me tell you, I bet. For, Hughes and kate have had their dramas and i bet kyle and jackie have had their dramas too
1: 100 percent.
0: but it's the people that come out on the other side i think and the the part that i really tried to focus on in the end and it's hard when you you're not doing the show and you look back at all the really good stuff but i think that's nice i think it's good because i think i was so lucky to have someone like you that i literally literally was like a sponge you're such a massive um Ray, you've got such a massive radio knowledge brain and the way you kind of talk about radio I I would love our chats where we would sit in the studio and we would just talk radio yeah. you know what I mean and I I don't think I really do that with anyone else that's something that you and I used to do quite a lot that's why and I started
1: I, this podcast yeah and I really I think, miss it yeah. yeah there's people out there that I mean it, people in radio love to chat about it so um that's oh, why yeah that's why that's why <laughs> I started this so I could do it so how did you find it when you went to New Zealand, new co-host. You weren't on air for like three months. Um, Even so longer. You'd made, longer this, you'd made the decision to leave something mm-hmm. that was working really well. Yep. Um, SCA threw us opportunities like that Saturday yes. national show and um, all the feedback were like, they were loving us. There was just no opportunity really presenting yeah. itself. So yeah, um, yeah you had to, to leave that and then start fresh in a whole new place
0: mate though when i got to new zealand so end of end of january we weren't on the air till july 2nd it's a long third. wait it's a long fucking wait and it sounds and I, great
1: it sounds great getting paid to do next to nothing but it I was rec- shit it do your head in
0: it was shit right. i'll be real and um that's me being totally honest and obviously people will be like why weren't you on the air for so long it was because um Clint, my co-host, he was coming over from the other company. And then he obviously there's the gardening leave period and all that. Rah, 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 end of story. Um, that's how it worked out, but it was hard. I struggled a lot and I had a lot of mental battles where I thought, mate, you've really fucked up here. Like this is shit. You've really stuffed it. And, um, it was really challenging mentally to, um, you know, kind of stay focused and, and realize that eventually you'll be on the air. But for those five months, I really, really struggled. And I think I messaged you a few times being, you know, I'd used to listen to your podcast with Ash Pollard and I think, you know, they're sounding great. And I'd really miss radio. Uh, I was missing doing radio every day and I got to do really cool things, um, at ZM and I made videos and this and that, but I just really miss doing radio every day.
1: And it's a skill you got to keep up too. I know when I have a two week break, I come back and go, how do I do this again?
0: it's yeah you know it's what i mean like easy. what is all
1: this again so you kind of have honest, to get I feel back into like it
0: I'm, I'm only just starting now to remember how to do radio properly again yeah and just starting to really kind of relax and when we first started doing demos radio demos are uh, clint and i i i kind of remembered just how hard it was to start a new show again yeah like it's not easy No, you I mean, build up
1: I, that rapport oh. and everything
0: you got to build up that chemistry and those, you know, kind of jokes that run for a long time. Like, I mean, we've got them in spades. You were just talking about friggin' Chase, who I kissed at the Christmas party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And so I, I really struggled yeah, yeah. between you and I, um, and obviously everyone listening right now. Um, it was, it's hard. It was really hard. And not only that, it was super hard for me to navigate, um, who I was and how I was going to fit on the air in a different country.
1: Right. And how has it been with uh, the lesser, funny, uh, lesser, better looking (laughs) New Zealand clone of myself, Clint? All right, mate. All right.
0: You guys are so, (laughs) actually, like, it's so creepy how similar you are. You both have wives that are too hot for you or you're about to marry your girlfriend. (laughs) It's the only way to be. It's the only way to be. Yeah. So that's really interesting. You're both kind of nerdy. No. Definitely um, not nerdy. No, it's been – he's been super supportive and I'm really lucky that I've got someone who – yeah, he is a radio guy which I'm so thankful for that because um, they're the type of people I love to work with and that's why I loved working with you so much because you just got radio and you really live and breathe it and he's someone like that as well but – We've definitely had our challenges. I mean, we did demos for, because he wasn't allowed, on the air. So we were doing demos for however many weeks before we actually ended up going on the air. And I mean, just even getting to know someone and really trying to fast track a relationship kind of thing before we actually got onto the air. But I feel like we were in it together. So it's actually been really nice. And we've been honest with each other, I hope um, about, you know, how we were feeling. So we're just trying to navigate at the, that at the moment. And I feel like just even in the last couple of weeks, um, we've started to build that rapport and chemistry on the air, which is, is, um, exciting. And it's comforting to have that on the air again, because I'm, when you and I did the show, uh, I, we would rock up and I would never have any worries in the world. Cause I knew that you would have my back and that, when we were on the air, like it would just come naturally. So doing a show where you're like, Oh shit, I don't know what's going to happen here is pretty scary. So
1: especially when you're in a new market, new city, new expectations, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, to build that in front of that kind of new audience is tough as well.
0: It's super tough and Uh, something that I don't know how many Aussies here in radio realize that over in New Zealand, something that's massive is the text machine. Yeah. Um, And people can text in anytime they want, whatever they want. And it can be feedback, which is really nice. And it can be real kind of nasty shit. So. I made a decision when uh, I think it was probably the first week we were on air that I wasn't going to look at the text machine during the show because I feel like that's something that I'd never really had to deal with uh, on the air in Australia where you're you're getting live feedback, especially when you're new, um, of people kind of telling you. What they think.
1: Oh, people loved us too. So, you know, there wasn't much of that stuff coming through.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we like to think, mate. And also uh, in New Zealand, they don't have um, delay. So that was something that I'm still getting used to, which is interesting. Yeah. It's so weird when someone drops an F-bomb and everyone kind of just looks at each other and goes,
1: oh, well, that went to F. Why don't they have delay?
0: I don't, I don't think they've ever had delay. Um, I'm not even sure if, I think talkback might have delay, but it's just something that when I kind of mentioned it, everyone kind of looked at me like I was from a different planet and I kind of was like, oh, okay, cool. So there's no delay.
1: And so with the text line, uh, because I did chat to the uh, Triple J boys, Ben and Liam, Mm. and they've got the exact same thing. They use the text line a lot as well. and. They talked about the same stuff, you know. It's you get some good stuff and then you're just mm. reading about some topic you're doing on air and then bang you get a bad one and, and yeah. that's mid show, but they use it mid show. So how do you how do you navigate around that? Who who monitors how do the they text use line? It? Uh I'm sure just oh, the same right. as you. So they'll right. throw out a topic. I get what you're uh if you wanna weigh in on this, you know, you can text us. So they'll be just going through that and yeah. you know, they see absolutely everything. So h- how do you not see whatever might be coming through if you don't want to see it?
0: I guess I'm at that point like when I was first doing it and it, everything was really fresh um I kind of leaned on Clint a lot and he said you know I'll deal with the text machine and I'll kind of read out the bits you know whatever if you want to take a break for a couple of weeks um which was really great of him so I didn't I think I didn't look at the text machine for probably 3 weeks which really kind of helped me cuz I just wanted to kind of settle in and be relaxed and kind of just focus on that before I started dealing with, you know, if there was negative stuff coming through on the text machine, which I mean, it was hardly any at all, but it's so interesting how the human mind works. When you get one bad one, it can derail you. And I kind of, you know, acknowledged that early that for me at that point, I was kind of like, I just don't need that right now when I'm trying to, you know start a new national drive show and i just want to concentrate on myself and what i'm doing and i don't need that right now which we had you know doing a national drive show it's awesome because you have heaps of calls coming through so if we don't need the text machine we don't have to use it kind of thing
1: i love how you call it like a text machine like you're from the 90s oh they've come up with this text machine
0: <laughs> hey mate we've never had
1: that you and i never had it i'm sure we could have set up a phone where people could text
0: yeah, well, it's kind of – it's. I call it a machine because it's an actual website right. that we use where people don't actually text a phone. They text um, through to this website where you can kind of see all the texts back to back. Right. Um. But what was I going to say? Um. Oh, the cool part is I think about the text machine as well is that I really like – I hate reading out text because I find that really strange in radio, which I mean that's all – what they're accustomed to over in New Zealand. But I really like if we read a great text, trying to call that person and get them on the air, Yeah, which I mean, that's when you have to kind of lean on the producers. And that's what I found. The producers kind of stepped up and they were kind of like, you know, leave the text machine to us. We can, read that if you don't want to look at it yeah um which i'm pretty good now like i don't really mind i can look at the text machine and if something negative comes through i'm like i'm okay because um, i've kind of settled in and kind of found my feet a little bit which that's all i really wanted
1: and you guys have got ratings coming out soon don't you
0: Yeah. So I'm trying to think of, I think it's in the next couple of weeks. So pretty much it's interesting. Like New Zealand is in ratings period, literally pretty much 24 seven all year round, except for I think four weeks over Christmas and one week, uh, over June, July. So, um, we actually got feedback, I think three weeks ago, they ended up asking a core group of listeners. I think there's about 500 people that they surveyed, um, which they survey every now and again, asking about the music, the shows. And Ross Boss, he said to us, he goes, we were really worried to ask them what they thought of the new drive show. And I said, oh, that's great, mate. (laughs) Anyway, they ended up throwing a question in there. What do you guys think of the new drive show, Brie and Clint? And um, we ended up getting some really, really good feedback. And I think Ross said... The best feedback on a new show he's ever received. So, ah. I mean, it's interesting what you think people are thinking, but then what people, I don't know. I guess that's a core group of listeners. But yeah, I think we had about thirty negative comments inside the five hundred comments. So that's pretty good. Okay, so pretty fi- happy with that. Fingers
1: crossed it all goes well. Yeah. Uh, for the first, so it's your first full survey in the uh, that you've been on air that whole time.
0: Yeah, so this will be, yeah, the first time where our show is actually being surveyed, which, holy shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, because you and I, we would always, obviously, when we were in survey, you and I always used to say, we're always in survey. Yeah. We're never not in survey because we used to get surveyed, obviously, once a year in Gosford. Not enough. Not enough. It yeah. should be at least four. Three, in my or, four. Three or four. Three or but four. It, it Three would t- be great.
1: Too much rides on one. And if you get it, it's great. But if you don't, it's, you know. It's a long time to back. I wanted back. to
0: ask you, how are you feeling? Because your survey's coming up too, right? Uh
1: yeah, it is actually. Um, yeah, I kind of base it on I try I honestly try and do the best stuff I can each day. You know, I don't look at like, yeah. oh, three weeks of the year I've got to do great or whatever yeah. it might be. But uh and then the result, I can't control it. <laughs> you know, I can't control it. So yeah. um I'm just gonna hope for the best honestly that's the the simplest way to look at it is i control what i can control and that's what i do each morning and i mean you
0: and i had a pretty good run if you drop the ball i'll be pointing my finger at you (laughs) mate
1: well i think the thing is is that even though i'm still here it's still a new show so people um,
0: take a bit of time to get uh used to change yeah, that's just how it is and that's what we'll see in our survey too
1: yeah i think they uh, just getting used to a bit of uh a bit of change but the feedback i've had from around the place um in the first part of the year i copped a and this is actually something that was really annoying is that you got to leave and go start fresh mm. for, for uh, first six months of the year i got where's brie Oh, is yeah. Brie around? Where's yeah. Brie? I was like, oh God, i got to sit here because I'm still here, obviously. Yeah. So I had to field a lot of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think that's slowly starting to- Leave. Yeah. Although we still get people message- messaging the Brie and Gaundi, uh Facebook page. I oh, know, mate.
0: People are still following that page, <laughs> yeah. just hoping that we're going to post something. Yeah. We should just post something randomly. It's been
1: deleted now. Oh, has it? Oh, that's
0: devastating. It's
1: officially gone. But uh, look, I am still quietly confident. I think we'll go well because, to be
0: honest, um, I listen to yours and Ash Ash's podcast every now and then. Mm. I like to um, obviously support you and what you're doing, so I love to have a listen every now and then. And I think the show sounds great. And I think you're such a strong anchor and co-host that I think Ash is super lucky. I mean, I think you're super lucky too, but in terms of getting Ash, but I think she's super lucky because you're such a strong powerhouse in terms of an anchor and co-host that you can really drive and mold that show. And I think that's what you really hear when, well, that's what I hear when I uh, listen to the podcast now.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I'm still rolling out the same old crap. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I'm rolling out the same old crap literally because I'm just repurposing breaks that went really well. In I Bosworth, know, and a lot of, Zealand.
1: and you're doing a lot of segments we used to do as well, which I find yeah, interesting. Mate. And I know you messaged me and asked if I thought it was okay, but you're and pissed it, off. Well, no, I'm not pissed <laughs> off. I was just like, yeah, if you want to do the segments, and then I was like, okay, there's birthday banger. Oh yeah, there's mama don't like you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's so you're doing a lot of the the segments that we used to do, some of which um, with birthday banger. I was like, oh, you came up with that segment. That's all yours. You can run with that. And I was like, mum, I don't like you. I swear I came up with that.
0: I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah. I'm and pretty I'm like, sure
1: it was you. And now they're doing it there. It's just, it was weird to hear something that yeah. uh, I had come up with done by someone else on a different show, if that yeah. makes sense.
0: I did ask you. No, and you no, no. And if, and if you had said, oh, I don't really feel comfortable, I, I would have been fine with that. Um, but I just think I kind of look at it as if you know something works, why yeah, not reuse it?
1: I can't do that here. You know what I mean? I can't do segments yeah. that we used to do because they go, oh, oh.
0: I have heard, I have heard you do, um, which you, I'm pretty, yeah, it was your idea anyway, um, movie by guessing yeah. game.
1: But that's just a standard read a movie bio, I guess what it is. And I, yeah. and that was an idea that I had brought to the table when we were working together. So I'm not running any ideas that you sort of came to the table with. Not that I'm annoyed. I don't care. Like you're in New Zealand. I, I want you to go well. So, you know, run with the, with the segments. It was just. It, weird to hear uh, stuff that we created over two years.
0: And something that was so uniquely ours, I guess. Yeah, done, yeah. A,
1: uh, done again sort of thing. Mm. Um, Which
0: I guess that's, it, it's so interesting because it felt really weird for me as well. Still does, um, to be honest, because I mean, you don't, when you're doing the segment, all the people around you don't have the memories like you and yeah. I would have, you know? Have you found and- that
1: doing them again, uh, you've just kind of you know, are you going to keep going with them or are you going to just sort of let them go eventually? Do you know what I mean? Like if they're not yeah. feeling right, if they're not. Yeah,
0: for sure. I think hundred percent, if something doesn't feel right and it's not going really well, you usually can tell. Um, but I think, yeah, I definitely wouldn't keep doing something if it didn't feel right. And I mean, we're only two months in, so yeah. we're kind of just feel still feeling out, you know, what, what we kind of want to do and um, how we want the show to sound. So at the moment, I'm kind of just rolling with it. Yeah. Um. But we'll make those decisions. Um. In the next however many months, I guess, and see what happens.
1: So what new stuff are you guys doing?
0: Um. We've got um, a few different benchmarks that uh where we do on the show like instant uh insta fame game. Yeah. Um. Where. Clinton, and I will guess the different amount of followers on uh, celebrities' Instagrams.
1: Yeah, just writing that down. Insta <laughs> fame game. How does that work? I
0: have, I have noticed on your guys' podcast yep. um, how a few games that um, have popped up on your guys' show that are similar to a few that we were doing. Like what? Like guessing celebrities' net worth.
1: Oh, you know, I had that idea when we were together did and we you? never got around to it. Yes. hundred okay, percent. I you wanted did. to do the net worth thing for a long time and never. Cool. Yeah. Eventuated. I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Any others?
0: Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Now. That's
1: it, mate. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh Year of the, the Song was something that you and I talked about doing and I, then I've heard it pop up on the show. I Richard. actually,
1: I stole that from Tanya Hennessy. Oh, did you? Yeah, when we did the summer breakfast show together. Oh, because you
0: and I, do you remember you and I talked about that idea?
1: Oh, okay. No, she uh, came, I don't, I don't remember that, sorry, but Tanya uh, brought to the table and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to do that in my weekday show. Did you ask her? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she, I don't know. I don't even know if she thought of it, but I. Maybe we did think of it and then I threw it up and Tanya and I I'm pretty sure it. you and I, I, I yeah. s-
0: distinctly remember talking about that idea and you and I wanting to do that because I have it in my notes from like a year and a half ago.
1: Yeah, right. Or maybe yeah. it is. I've got so many great ideas over the years. It's hard <laughs> to remember where they <laughs> came from. Uh, so how long do you think you'll be in New Zealand for? What's the go? What's, uh, you know, long-term <sighs> thing? What's Mate, the goal?
0: I think... And something that I uh, something that I heard on yours and Mickey Mars podcast, but I always used you and I always used to talk about this is that you can't think about what's next. you need to be in the right now. and I think for me, my main goal in this whole thing of radio is to have a long term career in radio. I just want to be in radio for as long as I can milk this thing and as long as someone uh, doesn't realize, you know, Oh, she doesn't have any talent. I'll uh I'll keep rolling with it as long as I can. That's my main goal in in anything is to just have a long, long career in radio. And wherever it takes me, I'll just I guess I'll roll with the punches. But for right now, um I'm absolutely loving being in New Zealand and having that challenge of doing a drive show that's on a national scale, even though, you know, it might not be as big as Australia, but it's a national show and it's exciting and I'm loving it.
1: And with the uh, just with your videos and that kind of stuff, which you were always uh, very into uh, for a long period of time, where does that fit in with your radio stuff, the Facebook videos? How does that sort of tie in together?
0: Yeah, that's that's an interesting one, especially considering. I mean, if you look at Facebook, um, the landscape of Facebook has changed a lot in the last eight months, the algorithm changed drastically in January. I'm pretty sure January, or February of this year, which really, um, I mean, the reason I do those videos is mainly content that might not necessarily sit well on radio, but it's all, it's all connected. Like I loved, I used to love doing a piece of content that, um, would be in digital and seeing it go really well and thinking, Oh, I could do that on radio somehow. That was the main thing that I used to do it for. Cause radio is my number one love. I do the video stuff on the side cause it's fun and, You know, you get to do stuff that you might not necessarily get to do on radio. But in terms of the landscape of that, I think I use it as kind of a platform to test out content, which might be really good for on air.
1: Didn't it help you get the New Zealand job in a way though?
0: I think definitely it helped because, I mean, I've talked to Dean Buchanan who, if people know who that is. People should know who that is. He pretty much started Nova or was one of the key people that started uh, Nova Entertainment in Australia. And he is my boss at ZM. He kind of overlooks all the radio stations at NZME. He kind of said to me, he goes, um, he's like, I saw your video stuff, which was super exciting, but I listened to your on air. That made me want to listen to your on air stuff, um, which pretty much landed me the gig. So, I mean, it got me there, which is awesome, but I'm glad to know that uh, obviously he had to listen to my on-air stuff to give me the job, which was great. But, yeah, for, I think if anyone listening right now, if um, if it's something you really like doing, then I, I reckon if you're in radio, then, yeah, go for it. Make video content uh, because, of course, it's going to help and give you a leg up. But if it's not something you really don't you – yeah, know, if it's not something you really enjoy and you don't really have an interest in it, then it doesn't matter and you don't you shouldn't force yourself to do it
1: yeah cuz i've chatted don't to some you people agree? well i've chatted to some people who go what what should i do should i start doing these you know relatable videos where people go oh i can relate to that you know those kind mm. of videos mm-hmm. that resonate with people which is a lot of the content we do on air yeah. in shows anyway but uh a lot of people say should i start doing that and i said well no nah, if you don't enjoy it no Well, like, yeah. if it's not your thing then no not really i, I wouldn't say it's uh you know something that you have to be doing for me I like video content but I'm just I don't know it's not my thing maybe I need to make it my thing at some point I don't know but yeah, um but do you though I don't know
0: I mean I think you know what your thing is is radio yeah. and I think that you've always and I think you're such a strong um on air person that you don't and you do social media stuff it's not like you're you know Non existent on social media because I think that's important too. If people want, you know, a little bit more that you're present on social media, but if you're not making comedy videos and you know, that's not your thing. Mm. So why, why force it? Because it's never, it's never going to be, um, genuine if it's forced you know what I mean and I think that people these days an audience can really tell when something is genuine or it's not and I think that's when something really thrives when it's genuine
1: yeah well I was chatting to Riley Rose Harper about it who I had on the podcast and she was uh, someone who was saying to me you know should she be doing videos and Mm. uh, we, we had a chat about it and she said she was actually more into writing columns you know that was her thing amazing she wanted to write columns so she's been focusing on that and She's been writing some great columns and posting it and getting some, uh, some. Talk abi- really good. Yeah, talkability out of that. And I said, hey, if columns are your thing, then do columns. Like don't have to uh, look at what someone else is doing and think, oh, you know, that might have led them to get that. Maybe I should do that. Mm. Like Mickey said on the podcast, you've got to do what's good for you and uh, the rest will follow. So hopefully I that totally works agree. Hopefully that works out for Uh, everyone, um, I have noticed that you've picked up a little bit of a Kiwi accent. Um, No, I haven't. You haven't been there all that long, but you were, you've got a little touch of the Kiwis. Have I actually? Yeah.
0: No, I have not. What a load of bullshit. Anyone
1: listening to this will know. They, (laughs) they, They can hear it. You got a little touch of the Kiwis about you.
0: What are you talking about, mate?
1: Oh, don't, oh, that's bad. don't do that's that. That's racist, mate. isn't it? That's
0: racist. Oh, oh man. don't put that in. I'm just keeping don't. that in. I'm no, sending that no, to No, don't, don't put that in. I'm sending that to put the Put new... this part in. Oh, just going to go get my chili bin. Oh, that's bad too. <laughs> don't put
1: that in. Oh. Both of those bits no. are staying in. Yeah. No, 100%. no, they're not. Yeah, they're staying in. <laughs> I'm sending him to New Zealand now. No, they're gonna run. They're gonna run. Racist uh, ZM drive presenter <laughs> tries New Zealand accent.
0: Come on, mate! I need all the help I can get with the Kiwis. Don't do that to me.
1: It's like you went to uh, Bali that time. You came back with a Indonesian <laughs> accent. So you really no, do pick him up around the world. <laughs> no, so, I did not. By the time you get back to Australia, you'll be full-blown Kiwi.
0: Mate, I as you've said one time in our show before, uh, country Queensland oozes out of me. You That's can, right. You can't get rid of this accent.
1: You can take the girl out of Stanthorpe. You can't <laughs> take Stanthorpe out of the girl. <laughs> That's so,
0: for sure,
1: mate. Uh, mate, it's been great to have you on the podcast. I do miss working with you. Um, I'll be That's honest That's one thing that. I did
0: want to ask you. Yeah. do you w- Do you miss doing the show? Of course. How much?
1: Now you're just fishing, mate. I miss doing the show. <laughs> All right?
0: I miss doing the show too.
1: I miss your Mama die more than anything and I want her on the <laughs> podcast next. I need a oh podcast God. with Mama die.
0: Don't encourage that woman. Yes,
1: I'm going to do it. The Radio Randomly podcast with Mama die will happen. No, uh, it'll be horrific ratings. Uh, if I can match her talent fee that she'd want for the for it's the a couple chat. of
0: Ed Sheeran CDs. You know the fee. Yes.
1: Well... <laughs> I can work on that for her. Don't worry about that. Uh, but, mate, great to have you on the podcast. I hope it all goes well for you in New Zealand. And uh, who Lock knows? Lock it in.
0: Uh, Brian Gondy uh, on the air. Metro <laughs> show 2024. Is that good for you or tw- or
1: earlier? It's a long time to wait, mate. 2024. <laughs> what are we in now? 2018? Six oh, years away. Oh, shit, we only in
0: 2018. 2021. That sounds it's, pretty good.
1: Is that when your contract's up, is it?
0: I don't know, mate.
1: Yeah. You'll come back, they'll go, Who's this Kiwi girl on the <laughs> on Australian radio with this <laughs> accent? Give me two weeks in Aussie and I'll be back true blue. <laughs> Even saying in Aussie is a Kiwi thing, is a New Zealand thing in Aussie.
0: Well, I live in New Zealand now.
1: All right, mate. Good to chat, yeah?
0: Yeah, great to chat. Is there
1: anything you want to end the podcast on?
0: Um, is there anything I want to end on? We should talk about that time that um <laughs> Oh god, no. Nah, I can play nothing. I can
1: play the audio where you thought you won the lotto.
0: I have to e- hear that piece of audio one more time, I'm gonna, you know, that's the reason I left. Is it? That's the reason I left the show is because I didn't want to hear that stupid audio anymore. Well,
1: here it is, guys. No, I don't want to hear this We audio. are ending the podcast. No, this is when not, no. Brie thought she had won the lotto because you, I'd written numbers down on her ticket. Enjoy this audio, guys.
0: You bastard. And
1: thanks for tuning into the podcast. <laughs> on you, Brie. Thanks, mate. Oh, All God. right, here we go. 17.
0: Yes.
1: 11. <laughs> yep. 27.
0: Does it have to be all in the same line? Yeah. Yep.
1: 27. 4? Yep. You serious? I'm not even
0: I'm not even joking. All in one line. I'm not even kidding. Oh my god. The first four are 4, 11, 17, 27. I'm not even kidding. Look at the top line. Look at the top line. Look at the <laughs> top line, Gordy. I'm not joking. That- I feel sick. I'm j- I'm not even kidding.
1: Do you know why you've got those first four?
0: You right <laughs> up, <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> the Radio Randomly podcast, hosted by Gandhi and produced by GM Moylan, chatting randomly to radio people about radio.